that's that's the best in weeks. That, that's a barnstormer. That one is. <laughs> oh God, yeah. that's not suitable. Well, oh, Dennis, well. still alive? I see. Yes. Here we are. Yes. In uh, lockdown are. happy hour. Lockdown mode. Happy hour. Lockdown that's... happy hour. Yep. Good Lord, man! In the new world, the brave new world. Indeed. I hear good news coming out of Spain with at least a couple of days of no increases in deaths. Yes. Which means that the peak may be the apex, which is not a sharp point, but a long blend. It's a dull. Depending. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and again, that's because of the authoritarian Immediate. lockdown yes. stuff. Immediate where, social distancing. We're not, and it's not even social distancing, like, I mean, there's a little bit of that when you have to go out, but uh, we just it's this, yeah, this rule of you cannot leave the house uh, unless you absolutely need to. Yeah. And uh, so it's been, let's see, today was one of the days when I got to leave the house. I went shopping. Uh, and then later this week, I'm so I, I placed an order for some specialty items. Like my local grocer often will not have cilantro. Uh, uh-huh. or coriander as the British call it uh, but I can say I can request it and then they can uh, from, from whoever their, their supplier is yeah. right. uh, and my wife has this special uh, Easter men, Easter um, meal plan that her family has always done uh, that requires cilantro requires some, some cod uh, there's, oh, some, uh-huh. there's some beans and some uh, and some spinach and stuff. It's a it's uh-huh. a smorgasbord, a, sh- a Spanish smorgasbord of. Uh, how do you how do you say that in Spanish? That's such a Swedish word. They would probably say buffet, buffet, a smorgasbord. I don't know. Yeah, the smorgasbord. Eh? <laughs> well, it sounds like fun, especially the uh, cilantro. I think is we use it here. It's quite quite flavorful and, and um, distinctive. Yes, I am definitely so, on the, uh, you know how there's a specific gene that you can have or not with it makes cilantro just taste disgusting like soap. Ah, we've uh, talked about that. And uh, my wife and I are not uh, expressing that gene. So uh, we, we like cilantro. There's a um, there's a special cilantro salad that my wife's family makes that I really love. Uh, that's good stuff. But yeah, she, she makes these fried... So who will things. be together for this meal... Just the four of us that are at home. Oh well, perfect. Yeah, I pictured. I, I couldn't imagine. No, you anything other than yeah. that, unless you would zoom in and everybody would cook it. There's that going on where where people are we notifying been, each other. We have been having. We're gonna have. We have been having like, um, uh, you know, after after meal coffee together, where we uh, where we set up a video conference on our phones and we sit around and chat with our with our family yeah. members. But uh, yeah. yeah, there's no there's no family get together travel stuff. So. Yeah, we went to see uh, Nikki's folks at the um, assisted living home where they're locked down for three weeks in their single room for the two of them. And I got a kick out of out of Gramps because, you know, he's he's 80, he's almost, he's pushing 90 years old. He's 80, 86, I think. And here he is. He just moved down from a two-room suite to a one-room together. And they're on lockdown because they had two cases. Are you allowed and to go, so, you're allowed to see them? No, no, no. We, we sit outside. Yeah. And they look through the window, right. and we call them, and then we talk. And it's, it's uh, sort of like going, going to a zoo. <laughs> yeah, watch the seatbelt. Do so not, anyway, do not tap usually, on the glass. Usually, 
Nikki asked him how he's doing, and he says, he said he would see it says, you know, I'm doing all right, you know, and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, he's doing the best he can. But I changed up the whole uh, scenario because I usually don't go to see him. She goes quite frequently, and I don't. And so I went this time. And so it was me this time who said, how are you doing? And he said, he said, how am I doing? <laughs> and I said, yeah, how are you doing? He said, uh, well, you know, to tell you God's honest truth, and you won't like hearing this, I'm really fucked up. And this is really fucked up. And I don't know what you would think I would say that, yeah, I'm having the time of my life locked down in this single room, but no, and don't make a point of it. <laughs> yes. And uh, and I, and I so Nikki kind of laughed a bit and was concerned a bit too. And, and I just said as pleasantly as I could, um, well, what do you, what's fucked up? And as soon as I said it, he kind of took it the wrong way and said, yeah, right. So now I'm not allowed to, to complain. Well, then fine. I'm just fine. And Nikki said, Dad, he's just asking a fair question. And, and he said, he said, no, no, I'm just fine. I'm just fine. And then we ended up talking later. But it was a great moment to have me there, I think, to spark that display of realistic a little bit enthusiasm. Of truth. Right. Right. And to, and to get his blood moving a bit. And then we... We talked pleasantly, but I had to hand it to him for being so concise and informative. Yeah, because uh, and, like, and we're passionate we're all, and, and angry about it. We're all taught to say, "Oh, everything's fine." Oh, it's and, all right. And, and, oh. and then you go and and you might be miserable and and you know and cry yourself to sleep or whatever. But the this this particular thing, it's on the one hand, it's good to talk about how we really feel, but on the other hand, man, it feels like it's like all anyone talks about. Like when, we, when right. we we get together and we have a call, it's like, oh, did you see right. the, the the latest news and blah blah blah. And, and uh, one of the things I like about what we do here is we sometimes talk about things that aren't you know how we're all about to die. But yeah. Anyway, we are yeah, that, all about to die. Where, uh, God knows what screaming by my house, the existential anxiety in Bolden. You know, the other night once again, the repeated story, oft repeated incessantly, redundantly, helplessly, hopelessly of watching our idiot president do two hours of spewing of utter unbelievable garbage. I saw it's that like he was held at a conference. It's but... turned into an asshole and spewing from it is the diarrhea only Trump can produce. All in a giant flow. Hey I mean they don't they know, don't they don't twenty nine his... million about twenty nine million pills. You know what? If it works, what what do you got to lose? You're gonna die. You're gonna die. So take, what, what are you going to lose? The spouting of this insane, I'm not a doctor, but I got common sense. And you know full well, and it comes out in the news, that just before the meeting of a press conference, he wasn't supposed to have, it wasn't on the schedule. President will not speak today, it's Palm Sunday. Two o'clock in the afternoon, it wasn't on the schedule. And then he found out that fucking Biden was having a town hall meeting on COVID-19 and said, the ratings, I need those viewers, the ratings. And he went out, and just before the meeting, he wanted to talk about this fucking pill, this malaria lupus pill, which has got side effects that will fucking kill you. Uh-huh, yeah. Right? And Peter Navarro, who's this guy who's an administrator, who suddenly shows himself somebody who can talk good and a psychophant and on Trump time, this president, this gracious man, like this that. wartime president, Trump time, Trump time. And he's at this meeting, this gets leaked out. And he brings to the meeting and throws down on the table a bunch of studies yeah, about this I, drug. I heard about I heard about how uh, and, 
yeah. of he and he and Fauci like actually got into a yeah. sp- you yes. know, they, they, they didn't punch each other, but they were getting pretty heated no, in a way that well, has never happened before. And as a result, it's clearly that Trump is caged. He's caged. And when he tries to read his script as he's getting ready for the only reason he's there, which is to answer questions and to beat people up and to show his unbelievable, he thinks, he thinks, his unbelievable sense, the most daunting thing, the most chilling thing that we could see as Americans is what he says, written verbatim, as if it's a doctrine, and try to figure out what in the fuck does it mean. He doesn't finish sentences. He caught, he uses pronouns. He weaves it with stuff that's not true. He generates new historical novel-type fucking ideas about what happened. And it's this thing that if it was a person we saw in the grocery store, we would call someone and say, Take this man away, put him in a straitjacket, yeah. and get him the fuck out of here before he hurts somebody. He is that fucking loony. Yep. Do we know this? And people are dying. Have died. Yep. Oh, it was the perfect. It was the per- I, I closed off to travel to China. Oh, 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 except for 40,000. 40,000 from China who got in because it wasn't actually a closed door. It was a restricted door. And those thousands distributed where? New York, New Orleans, San Francisco, fucking Seattle, on and on. Yep. Oh, whoops. There was that. Well, I didn't mention that. That's a nasty question. Fuck, man. Uh, yeah. That, like, I, I, I just can't even watch him speak anymore. I can, it's so I can hear, I can hear uh, comedians refer to what he talks about. Uh, but I can't watch him speak anymore because it's yeah. just so frustrating. Uh, the level of He's, stupid. It's it's it it the the people that are listening to it who are telecasting it who obviously are not Trump supporters any more than uh, you or I are. He they they say they just say the president spoke for two hours. Much of it was absolutely in comprehensible <laughs> it was incoherent yeah. and of everything he said i guess the headline must be that he doesn't care what doctors say and he's no doctor but he's got common sense i, I saw something he's got 29 million magic fucking pills i saw something the other day where um some networks i mean msnbc is the obvious one but yes. uh, some of them said that if he's talking in a press conference and he starts lying we are going to shut off the cameras uh, they, they, it, which none I don't of the believe I've seen, no, none of them are doing it right and particularly MSNBC who cut away when Trump was done speaking and uh, someone else came up to speak and it was interesting because it was the first person we really wanted to hear from because the name of that person wasn't fucking Trump as much as I think that Mike Pence is some type of a robotic semi uh, automatic uh, mannequin Android. Christian persuasion whatever he at least says what someone in his position should say, right? Except for the psychophantic under our, you know, leadership, which he's saying less, by the way. And, and if you did a word cloud and looked at that 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 uh, reference to Trump, you would see that diminish from Mike Pence because he's so busy trying to get some distance from that crazy bullshit the guy is saying. Why the fuck does he even say whether he would wear a mask or not? 
He doesn't have to divulge that. He should just, why does he get himself in trouble? Okay. And the answer is because his fucking brain is the size of a fucking pea. Okay, Dennis. So, so you're voting for him in, in November, right? This is what I'm hearing? It's, it's, <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by the Trump campaign. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. So, yeah, I want, I want to be his running mate. Hey, hey, what if, what if I could sneak in? I would shave and stuff, but I would sneak in. Because he, does, he doesn't have anybody to, to really pick from because nobody wants to run with him, I'm sure. So I could sneak in and then turn coat on him. Do you really think there's oh a chance that, that Pence won't be his running mate? No. No, I don't think so. No. But no, there might can... have been. There might have been at one time, but I mean, with you're not you're not that good of an actor, but with a serious actor could go in and, and out sycophant uh, everybody. Well, Navarro does a pretty good job. Yeah. So uh There are other things going on in the world besides COVID-19 and President Trump's reaction to it. Uh, what's that short list again? I'm sorry. Short list? <laughs> short list. So I, 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 uh, I wrote a, a, a song the other night about COVID-19 and um, kind of a, a little Western, almost a ballad um, about, you know, how much you want to see your girl and please come walk with me. But stay six feet away oh darling please come see me oh i'm waiting waiting at my door please don't tap on the glass when you see me oh please stay six feet before i actually have have, um, some friends that um uh, one of them was in the UK. Uh, it's a it's a a couple, and they've had this long distance relationship. And one of them uh, was in the UK and flew to Kentucky to to see his girl. And but they they had to for like two weeks they had to be they couldn't be they had to stay six feet away from each other. And yeah. so they would they you know they would get together and have these meetings like as if you're in, as if you're in prison where, you know, you got to stand over here and one other person over there. And, you know, the only thing you want is to go and hug and kiss the other person, but they, you have yeah, to stand yeah. there. And, uh, she like, she like, uh, baked him a loaf of bread and like threw it to him. <laughs> just, <laughs> just the most, like, if you, if you were writing a movie about social distancing right. love story, right. uh, it would right. be something like that. Right. And, uh, it's just, uh, it's just wild that, uh, this so is the tough. world that we live in now. Well, we saw, we saw our grand, daughter and she knows to see her just no no see her at a 10 foot distance okay yeah and and um so usually through a glass door and if not we're on a deck and they're in the yard right um but it's distanced well enough and separate enough that she can run around the house you know which is all fenced in house and show us her new shoes and you know and, and 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 no that there's these new boundaries that mean we're not going to hug and touch. And she's not, obviously at the age of three, she's not overt about that knowledge, but she knows it and she doesn't. And, and so far she hasn't it's gotta be required weird. it or it is. It's got to be weird. Like you're not allowed to touch grandpa anymore, you know, <laughs> but that's not what it's said. Right. The, in fact, it's not spoken. 
it's just that we get together so frequently. She thinks she's on vacation, and mommy and daddy are home, and they're on vacation. Right. That's what they're calling it. Right. And now, uh, uh, you know, and so Got she knows it from observing it and sensing it. Sure. It's infrequent, but it's with everyone. Right. It's with everyone. And so there's no, like, uh, my daughter and her friend got together, and they met at a football field. And they were twenty. They sat twenty feet apart, and yelled to each other. You know, and it's like, that's it's like some dystopian movie. Like, if uh, let's get let's you know get together, but stay so far apart. Uh, it's just crazy. Let's yes, let's let's live together forever by staying apart right now. Yes, let's live together apart. Let's live together. Apart, bow bow, bow bow bow. It's so much better than a fart. At least it doesn't smell that bad. Though it makes me rather sad. Hey, speaking of smelling farts. Uh, greatest segue oh, ever. Great. Uh, great. Wow. Smooth. <laughs> smooth. I, uh, smooth. Smooth. Smooth, yes. I, uh, they just, on uh, the New York Times, they posted an article uh, just just now that I saw where they've graphed um, the, by, by U.S. state, uh, where, uh, so on the x-axis is how many positive uh coronavirus cases there are and on the y-axis it's how many people have googled for the term loss of smell and it is a solid uh it's a clear correlation that the more cases your state has the more likely people are googling loss of smell because that's one of the symptoms of covid is that you lose your sense of taste and smell uh which is uh just wild thick Big thing, and and so similar to the thing you spoke about a few episodes ago about temperature taking and in um, the the app the app that's out there that joins all those data together to show you a pattern of yes. temperature increase yeah as a precursor as a, as another potential uh, a predictor uh, a uh, a uh, lateral collateral a leading indicator pattern well yeah yeah. If that's strong, but yeah. I uh, so I, I I read today a tweet thread uh, that started with uh, my husband and I are recovering from coronavirus, uh, and in in it she this woman talks about how just what and with their super super mild cases like so mild that they had did not have to use a ventilator, uh, where they were just at home and miserable, and her husband was coughing so much that. He couldn't respond to her saying, are you okay? Uh, and the... Because he just wouldn't stop he, he didn't, coughing. He didn't, have, he didn't have the air to, to speak. And any time he tried to speak, he would start coughing again. And oh, my just word. the utter... utter and how old? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, 40s? I'm guessing 40s. I didn't uh, do a lot of... Uh, well, so that's, that, you know, that, that's representative of this biggest, you know, and, and I will uh, be the first to suggest that the world and uh, national health organizations are quite clear that data is a, a river of information. It's not a pond. It's constantly changing. 
new factors are found, et cetera. And for them to simply say, this is the case, we didn't know this earlier, we know this now, therefore, we said this before, we say this now, that's all quite forgivable. Yes. That's all quite human and within the realm of expectation. It's called science. Just, yes, that's how science works. Right. You learn, you study, you learn, you adapt, you move, and more and more. And the, the one that is breathtaking is that 43% of the people who are being admitted to ACU are under the age of 65. That that doesn't diminish the risk level of those that are above that age, but what it does is is, is limit it within the within the big view of the of yeah. The it's not it's pie. not just a, a thing where it's this isn't a thing where well maybe somewhat higher risk yeah maybe maybe peep ups might die but uh, but we're all gonna be okay uh, yeah. well, the way it was so, sold early on yeah. um, so there's a video that made the that made the net uh, today from uh, Detroit uh, and headed. Uh, headlined about, uh, you know, uh, absolute not following Whitmer's executive order. And it's a group of um, uh, young people at a gas station who all have brought their cars and uh, brought their drinking, they're smoking dope, there's loud music going on, and they're just having the time of their life. Those fucking kids are going to go home. And which one of them, 50, now, half of the people in the video Half of the people in the video are very likely to be asymptomatic carriers of the virus. Right. Half of them. Yep. And if there's 60 people, then 30 go out and talk to 30, then 60, then 120, and we know the math. But this disregard, this anti—it's almost like anti-intellectualism, or it's no it's in America. Every. It's true. Anti-intellectualism in America. It, the that particular thing is uh, is a is a common thing in Spain. Uh, and let me, th- that in, in Spain, the young people will often uh, get together with their cars in a parking lot and somebody has a, has, has a bitchin' stereo system in their car and they crank up the music and they all bring their, you know, one person brings the ice and another person brings the, brings the cups and the other person brings the booze and the other person brings the Coke and they sit there and mix their drinks uh, as a way to uh, save save money and where where are they in public parking lots uh it it's uh it it, it depends uh and it's not it's not super well policed but it's a it's a thing to sort of get a little bit of a i, I think the idea is to get a little bit of a buzz before you go out later to the bars and the discotheques and stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's a it's a really really common uh thing in spain uh they call it the uh botellon and i used to do this when i was botellon. when i was uh when I was Montaigne. when I was a youth, uh, what, what what is the word Montaigne? Botellon. 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 Botella is big. Big is is a is a bottle, and Botellon is a big bottle. Botellon. Botellon. Big bottle. Uh, Botellon. I heard a uh, a a podcast today. Uh, the Radio Lab podcast is putting out these little things where they uh, they have the reporters go and 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 talk talk to people and, and do a little bit of investigating just you know over the phone uh, and they they spoke to an oncologist uh, who has been an oncologist for 20 some years and if anybody knows death and what to do about death it's oncologists because they see so many people and they have to tell people look you're gonna die they're often the very first people that are that you know that tell someone look uh, you've got four months to live or whatever uh, and she was talking about how um, 
how scary this particular virus is in that it's uh, there. She said there are good deaths and there are bad deaths. Uh, a bad death could be, for example, a well, if it's relatively quickly, if it's relatively quick for the person dying, like a car crash, for example, is uh, is quick for the for the for the deceased, but it's painful for everybody else because they didn't really have a chance to say goodbye and and you know mend those wounds and stuff. Uh, and uh, but for a cancer thing where you're you're told and you get to get your head in that that space of okay, this is my last month, uh, you get to go and talk to the people that you want to talk to and say what you want to say and get it all out. Uh, she said that with with COVID, very often your spouse is coughing or something and you drive them, drive them to the hospital and you park in front of the ER and you, and they get out of the car and they, and they walk in, you're not allowed to go in. And then you may or may not see them again because you're not allowed to go in and you can't visit and there's no yeah. visitation. And, uh, and yeah. she, and she said, and also it's a, it's a, it's a very alone kind of death. Like even the doctors can't come in and touch you, uh, in, unless they absolutely have to. So you're, it's just, it's just, it's just really really terrible as far as deaths go um and uh and she said look if you're taking a loved one to the hospital because you think they might have this just stop and have 10 minutes in the car before they get out of the car in the parking lot and say all the shit that you need to say to each other because this might be the last time uh and it's just super moving and sad and depressing but that's where we are so wow uh happy hour to you but yes, well, it's well, and sometimes, but, but that, that really, that really hit me. And I, I, and I had to share it with my wife. Once the kids were out of the room, I, I said, look, uh-huh. uh, this is, this is how this is because a lot of times people are, they don't think about that. They just like, well, yeah. okay, you go in there and see what they do. And, then, right. they, and then they see immediately ya. sequester them. You'll be fine. Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. See you next I'll week. Be, I'll be right here for you. Right. And don't then, worry. and don't then worry. sometimes people come out and sometimes they don't. Uh, and right. it's just super scary in that way. Well, and the thing, the thing that is the, you know, the most hideous, the most hideous reason that I am so insane about Trump is that he's saying these things seven to 14 days from when we're going to jump from 10,000 deaths to as many as 100. Yep. And he doesn't have the brain power to know that this is actually being recorded. No, but it doesn't. Look, it has never mattered. What Trump said last week has never mattered. Never. In in this whole four or five years since he started with the with the birtherism, it's it's just never mattered what he said a week ago because there's always a new thing that he said today, and no one can focus on. I mean. Can you even can you even remember what you're angry about in December about what Trump was was saying? Uh, yeah, we, we can't. Just, it would so be everything, right? It, so it's it's never it's never ever yeah, happened. It's the new normal. Right. It's the new normal, which means that I've succumbed to his fucking goal because it's the new normal. Right. Exactly. Well, we all have. We all have. And it's it's. I bet you James Carville hasn't. You want to see some interviews? Hey, you know what's funny? You know, it's funny. Bill Hader does an impersonation I think on that. Saturday Night Live on the news. Uh, and it, it it's good. It's it's very good. James Carville was the head of the Bill Clinton campaign from Louisiana. And not only is he uh, an outstanding yes. uh, 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 expert on this, he's married to Mary Maitland, who does the same job for the Republican Party. 
and back, and you can see these and even post these if you want, but there are these sh shows that they did disagreeing with each other from Democratic Republican standpoints as, and sitting there as a married couple. Wow. But he, he, he was the one who, about the time that, uh, just before Jim uh, uh, Claiborne in, in South Carolina did the amazing thing to, to ignite the, the, the uh, Biden campaign, just before that, Carville was interviewed, interview you ought, to, you ought to post, where he said, you know what? All you people are just wasting my time. We don't need a revolution. There's only one thing we need. We need to win the election. Anything else you want to talk about is stupid and wasting our time. Who wins? Joe Biden wins. Bernie, get out. And and yeah. but anyway, back to Bill Hader. He does a impersonation of Carvel, who's distinctive looking with his skinny ass bald head. In fact, he was in a movie and he played, I think, the governor of Louisiana. And he was interviewed as governor or some dialogue as governor in a uh, one of those antique railroad uh, cars that are real, uh, you know, turn of the century, uh, remarkably comfortable. You know, he was a, I think he was a politician rather. He was a governor rather than a than a railroad baron, but uh, quite quite striking. But the Bill Hader impersonation of him is is worth posting if you can find it. I know I know you're two episodes behind, but you know. Hey, I, I, I'm I doing got my up. job. I got caught up last I'm night. I'm doing my job. Okay. Well, you did. Yeah. Well, you were up late then. Did you watch that the entire uh, Joe Biden video that I sent you 30 minutes before we started? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, yes. So, I so actually this is, skipped the last 30 seconds. It was more well, more than I could stomach existentially. Yeah, well, I got the I got the point. I, I, may, or, I may, or may, not have, may or may not have done the same, so I don't know if they all took their clothes off at the end or not. But the um, it's this video that the Biden campaign has put out. Of, or Jill Biden. I mean, yeah, check, it was, let me check. It, it was, it was yeah, but okay. Is she part of the Biden campaign? Um, yes, but it'd be different saying it came from the Biden campaign. It came from Jill Biden. I think That's they came, it came from Jill, but Jill Biden. But yes, the but I think the campaign organizers probably <laughs> you're giving, okayed it. You're, you're giving the campaign more credit than they deserve. You're acting as if they knew Jill was going to do this. Yeah, like right, there's planning know. going okay. on. There's yeah. no planning going on in the Biden camp. Yeah. Okay. okay. So so anyway, I wanted to describe this. Uh, it'll be in the show notes at happyhour.fm slash zero five five. It's this it's this video. It's probably four minutes long. I also skipped around, uh, and it's the it's presumably Biden supporters that are all grouped up. Uh, they're that are all sort of uh, there together in on. It's not a stage, but uh, uh, they're in all. A room. It's in a splash yeah, room. Yeah, they're they're all lined up, and <clears throat> they're doing this thing that would be like the most uncomfortable thing to do in a classroom. Like say you're say you're in seventh grade, and it's and it's Joe's birthday. And everyone has to go around and say something that they like about Joe. And they're going around and everyone is like, well, Joe's a swell guy. And the other guy says, well, Joe's going to beat Trump like a drum. And the other guy. And the camera pans right. from one person to right. the next because they know that they're next. Right. And, right. It's, and, it's, and, and then it's one person. Awkward, awkward testimonials. It's, it's just the worst. And then <laughs> and, and they're all sitting there with their hands in their pockets. And they're like, well. I think Joe's gonna 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 support and broaden uh, affordable care the Affordable Care Act, and and then you know two people down it, they someone says, well I was gonna say about the Affordable Care Act you took my you took my thing I'm just gonna reiterate that, and the other one's like I, I suppose he'll go back to the to the Paris climate agreements, and it's just the most boring possible the least enthusiastic. I got a couple of ideas about this. I got a couple of ideas about it. one is, how about 
that we do the same setup, right? Right. And those people think that this is what we're going to do, and we practice it. But while it's being filmed, we say to them all, how would you respond if I were to tell you that Joe Biden was a tired old man who can barely hold up his own suit? It, it, one of them said. One of them said. One of their arguments was, uh, "He's old," but I think that's what we need right now. It's like well, Jesus Christ. So here's the thing. So here's the, here's the other thought that I had when I when, when I took a look at it when you sent it to me. One is that I'll tell you what's true about this video. What's true? It's is so that true. Those people, that those people, they really believe what they're saying. What's also true? It's the worst possible way to get them to say it. Now I ask you this: Why wouldn't you? Take that same group of people, but cut it down to tables of five. Put them all at tables of five. Give them each a refreshment. Give them a little food. Do a little workshopping. Come up with a sentence get them to talk. that sounds good. Get them to start talking and say, now listen. Take the prettiest one of you. The cameras aren't on now, but the cameras are going to be on. Right. And we're going to turn the cameras on when we start talking serious stuff. But in the meantime, just think a little bit about and talk with your neighbors right now about why you're supporting Biden when so much is going on. We're only going to probably let you talk alone for a couple minutes before we turn the cameras on. Then we're going to ask you some questions. Now, let me tell you this, that if you did that in those three sets of tables, because there were 15 people here, right. started doing discussion and you turned it on and you started filming that, you would see the same fucking messages delivered in such a credible, heartfelt fashion because they were, in fact, just talking about Joe Biden. This is what I oh, ask you. You're secretly you. recording I, them when they're when they're when they're. Not doing secret. This. No, it's the factor of saying to them, "You see, there's cameras here. We're going to film it. Don't worry about it. You're going to eat. Right. You're going to talk. We're going to cut bit, it together. And then, when you say something stupid, we're going to cut that out. Yeah. Well, uh, well, no, I don't know that I would say any of that. I just, no, no, just you, you don't say that. You do that. Yeah. But <laughs> it, it's like it's like when I edit this podcast down from our seven hours of recording. Uh, it's it's you know how. Whenever there's a at the at the conventions at the Republican convention at the Democratic convention, uh, they send people out and they somebody with a microphone and a camera, and they say uh, and they ask people why do you support this candidate, and then they cut it down so it's only the doofuses that appear on the actual cut. Pop that. Oh, that was just weak as joke. It's it's. <laughs> Oh, Joe, Uncle Joe. It's no, but Slow like, Joe. but like, you can go because people will go to to rallies, and I would go to a, I would go to a political rally, and if someone came to me with a camera and a microphone and said, "Articulate for me exactly why you support this candidate," I would look like an idiot because we all would. We would, and you know, very few of us clearly have our ideas in line where we could say, "Well, I don't." Uh, these I, well, seven, I don't, these seven I'm points. Going to push back on that? I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that for an instant. You don't believe that I would not go about to you, a thing or that I would not about me. You wouldn't look like an idiot because you do, in fact, have an opinion, and that opinion is often expressed and at the forefront of your mind. And you wouldn't be flabbergasted anymore in that question than if I were to ask you right now. And neither would I, and neither would a lot of people because we're fucking thinking about it. We are ready to talk about it. But anyway, but I'm not go ready on. to. If you ask me right now, why am I going to vote for Joe Biden? There's, I mean, there's no. I wouldn't ask you that. Let me ask you this though. Let me really ask you. Why would you? Why would you vote for Joe Biden? That's the question to ask. Not why will you, but why would you? If he were the nominee, because he's more of a competent human than the opposition. Like, at, at this point, so at this point, any... 
I used to say I would vote for any functioning adult, but with with Biden, I got to say with any sort of semi-functioning adult uh, would be better than than Trump. Uh, and 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 Biden has Biden has a brain behind all his uh, bizarre aphorisms. Uh, like well, there's, so this, this is he would surround himself that. with experts. There you go. There you go. Okay. Why would you vote for Joe Biden? Because I think Joe Biden is capable of putting together the smartest and the brightest people to run this country yes. with him at the helm, with his experience and his knowledge and his absolute caring about the American people to guide the efforts from a, a vision. Oh, yeah. Empathy. Principled perspective. Yes. Empathy. What we, we need, We've all seen you Joe know Biden what? cry. You can, you, you can call. You can talk. If you think that it's denigrating to call Joe, Uncle Joe, don't feel that way. That's how I feel about him. I would much rather entrust this to Uncle Joe because what I know about him, he can put together a hell of a team and he will not fail in this effort. And now that he's finally, finally president of the United States, three times a charm, Uncle Joe. And he has, like like I just said, he, he has what we call empathy, where he cares about the suffering of other people. In a way so that, of, in a way that ninety nine percent of humans do that aren't that aren't that aren't psychopaths. But, but unlike a lot of humans, he's able to actually demonstrate that when the cameras are rolling. You needn't go back any further than the town hall meeting that he had in South Carolina the night before the big vote, and he was introduced to the minister whose wife died in the shooting, and to listen to him and to watch him in his solemn and passionate yep. connection with this voter. And with the population at large, you just have to wonder, Eric, why the fuck would these idiots that are running his campaign think that they should do anything other than putting Joe Biden at the table with a couple of other people to talk about the issues of the day and let Joe Biden be Joe Biden and talk with these people? You can imagine three or four people sitting at a table with Joe Biden. You name them. Yeah. One table at well, all video conference, yeah, yeah. but right, and Joe Biden participating in that, and not be expected to be fucking tested on on shit that doesn't matter, like a particular fucking date or a thing. We're not wanting to see, and the voters don't need to see Joe Biden, the historian and the absolute fucking dictionary of history. Right. We're voting for him because we know he cares about us. Yes, exactly. Where he really shines is in his in his humanity. And to be honest, I think he might have more empathy than a president should have. Uh, that uh, all depends. All well, depends. Well, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, um, there's a, I don't know, philosopher, uh, professor type uh, named uh, Paul Bloom, who has written some books about about empathy and why empathy is is uh, that we need to distinguish between empathy and compassion. Empathy is where you can feel. The other person's suffering and you feel it like it hurts you and can sometimes like too much empathy can be crippling because you're you're just you're weeping for the other person's uh, bad, bad fortune. Uh, whereas compassion is uh, I see where you are and I'm going to help you in a, in a way. But uh, and I think but I think Joe has a little too much of uh, like if you set him down, like you said, with uh, and you filmed him with with three other people. And the three other people you know who? told him pick about the their hardships in life. They, you you pick them from the from the states that mattered where the voting happens, and they and they told yes. him, "Look, yes. uh, I lost my job. This happened. Yes. Uh, my yes. brother got run over by a tractor." <laughs> and right, uh, well, and Joe so and Joe would be like Joe would be there yes. weeping with yes. them in yes. a way that. So would imagine sell him. this: 
imagine these talking tables, okay? In one group are people exactly as you describe, people affected. In another group are respected administrative, executive, quasi-actual politicians, Rahm Emanuel, yeah. mayor of Chicago, advisor, chief of staff to President Obama, right? Paul Gergen, right? Top advisor to Ronald Reagan, right? Bring these people to sit with Joe Biden and just have a conversation. Yes. Different types. That's all we need now. Instead, you got fucking Biden stiff as a board. Yeah. What was the, what was the uh, phrase I used in the email to you today? Did you see it? Because I, I wrote it down for use because I didn't I know I couldn't remember it when I was into my yes. multiple Alaska ambers. You said uh, why this and his other stiff stuff is suffocating and suffering from the Sisyphus syndrome. There you go. So poor Joe Biden. Shall I say that again? Poor, poor Joe Biden. Sisyphus. At the bottom of the mountain, pushing the stone up and up, and it gets to the near the top, and then it rolls down, and he starts again. Joe Biden, the ever-suffering blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Wrong approach. Stiff stuff. Joe Biden reading off a monitor, acting as if he's a historian. Yeah, he, standing at a is podium in his basement with no audience other than cameramen nobody to nobody to respond to nobody in fact to care about a wooden indian oh my god are you fucking kidding me the video and i have in mind he starts to stumble from the teleprompter and not knowing that his left arm or his right arm to our left is in the range of the camera. He thinks it's outside the camera and is indicating in a rolling motion to move the monitor along. <laughs> yeah. Joe. Joe, who did you hire? The two fucking guys who run the fucking uh, movie store down the street? It's very it's very <laughs> like it's it's very cable access, like 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 Wayne's World. Uh, you know, you, in your basement. It's, <laughs> it's astounding. Did have you seen the have you seen the Tonight Show? Uh, Stephen Colbert and him filming from home. It's a good, some, some it's a good it. example. It's a good example. He's got two camera angles. He's got the room established with a, a big screen with the name of the show on the back. Right. The coloring is great. It's professionally established, right? And you wonder if if Colbert can do this, why the fuck can't Joe Biden? Is he that? Is he that stupid? Is he stupid? Is stupid like ignorant? Like he doesn't have any millennials around. Eric, how, yeah. does it have anybody like you around? Does it have anybody like me around? I, I don't understand. How the fuck yeah. can we as millennials stupid like asses? You and me. Well, no, you're the millennial. No, I'm not. And I'm the, so uh, the, the sage-like fucking interpreter of the fucking culture that's out there, the way that we want to know about Joe Biden. And God bless you for that, yes. Uh, we've. I, I, I've, God bless America. I've watched a little bit of um, Seth Meyers at his home. Uh, he's been doing some some stuff, and uh, John Oliver is also you know in a w white room somewhere, quite good, uh, which, quite is, which good. is good. Quite but good. Um, quite good. I wanted to mention a thing to you that you may not have heard of. Do you know who John Krasinski is? He's, yes, he's an actor. He from the office from the office, and Very, now uh, uh, currently he's to, uh, he's playing uh, Jack Ryan uh, in the yes, in a series, yes. uh, and he's done some lately in Boston. Park the car. Oh, yeah, he might have been. Yeah, I remember that from the Super Bowl. Uh, he uh, he has started a thing uh, on the internet last week, I think it was the first one, that's called Some Good News. 
SGN. And he does this thing where he's got this um, uh, he's got this this paper behind him with this SGN logo that looks like it's been colored in by by, by children. And uh, he's been producing these videos that are uh, just hey, here's some good news for you to like because we're all stuck at home and we're concerned and, and they're funny. Uh, it's not there's it's more it's more poignant than that but he did a he did um his first one he uh he actually had a, a video call with his uh office co-star uh steve carell and oh, no shit. they they hadn't they apparently hadn't actually seen each other or spoken in in a couple of years uh because their careers have gone different ways right. and right. they had a they had a good heart-to-heart and, a, and some reminiscing and stuff and oh, but, but then it's that. but then it's just but then it's just um you know, good news from around the internet. Like the, on the first episode, um, I think the second one came out yesterday. Uh, I think it's weekly. Uh, and the, on the first episode, they talked about how there was this um, this teenager that had just been released from the cancer ward, uh, who was you know totally bald and was and was being driven home. And uh, her entire neighborhood came out to all park in their cars uh, because you, you social distancing, and you know were honking and stuff as and, and waving stuff as she was coming home and just welcoming her home. Just a, a lovely feel good story yeah, uh, yeah. That, that we all need. But um, but the the most recent uh, the one that I saw today, and my 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 wife uh, came into my office earlier today and said, "Why are you crying?" Uh, and the the second episode was uh, like. The most boring part of it was that there was a cameo by Robert De Niro, where they were like, "Let's check in with the weather with with with, with Bobby De Niro," and it was just uh, him looking up at the sky and be like, "Meh, it's all right," uh, <laughs> which was funny in, in its own right. <laughs> but but then they uh, they they went on and uh, and they because after the first one went so it was had such a viral success, uh, they got a bunch of feedback of people saying uh, you know giving them good good heartfelt stories, and one of them was this. Uh, this girl, I think in Florida, that for her 10th birthday or whatever, she was really looking forward to going to see the local, uh, the local production of, of Hamilton, the musical. And, and they said, and in, in the tweet, uh, the, the mother said, uh, so as a, as a consolation, we watched, um, we watched the, the most recent, um, Mary Poppins movie. And it turns out the actress that plays the most, that plays Mary Poppins in the recent movie is John Krasinski's wife. Uh, yes. Emily Blunt, and uh, and so anyway, they so they, they 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 jumped on this tweet, and they and they and they had this video call with this with this little girl, and John was like, um, "I heard that's so, that's so bad. Uh, we've decided when when this is all over, we're gonna fly you to New York City to to see to see Hamilton on, on Broadway." And the girl was like, "Yeah, that's amazing." Uh, and then he said, "However, since you've seen uh, Mary Mary Poppins." Uh, Look, here's Mary Poppins, and his wife comes on and talks to her a little bit, oh, and the girl's like, "Oh my God, this is amazing," and and it just goes on from there because then who jumps on the call is fucking Lin Manuel uh, Miranda, oh, gosh, and he's gosh. and and he's like, "Hey, I heard you like Ham- I heard you like Hamilton. Why don't why don't we sing you a song?" And then twenty other cast members join this this video oh. call and they sing this song, this the most famous song from from the Hamilton musical for this little girl, and it was just the most beautiful thing. Uh, like oh god it was just moving in a in a way that Krasinski uh, pulled all this together he pulled all this together i mean once you get to that level of of hollywood fame you can you've got yes. your, you've got your yes. uh, your your connections you've got your connections and yeah. you can pull shit together right. like that but uh right. it was i will that, that will be in the show notes at happyhour.fm well, slash 055 i'll look at it and i will send it to you bill Maher came back and uh, it was interesting because when i saw john oliver 
I did a big Google search to how to get a hold of him because what I wanted him to do was I wanted him to put a panel of three or four buttons in front of him. And each of those buttons was a soundtrack of laughter that were uh, categorized by, uh, you know, mild laughter, chuckling would be one button, another one would be blah, 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 another one would be shrieking. Are you about to tell me that Bill Maher actually did this? Your idea? I was writing it and I watched Bill Maher (laughs) and what Bill Maher does in his garden is he tells something funny and he shows a clip of a 1950s audience, black and white, laughing. And then he unceremoniously just uses the laugh track during his monologue, which meant that the the shtick that started it, which was humorous, showing the others, just ended up developing into just a, 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 a stupid laugh track, as opposed to the idea which I have, which I think is much better. John Oliver, better than Bill Maher to do this, frankly, because Maher stands up and walks around and you know, he's so full of himself, he couldn't sit down for a second. John <laughs> Oliver, in his self-deprecating way, with his little tabletop, because he sits at a desk, right. he could push the button that he wanted out of the four different types of laugh tracks feet. based on what he said. Yes. That would be funny. That would be funny. Nothing makes people laugh more than other people laughing. And if John Oliver was the one who decided what type of laughter that particular gig, that particular bit Gagged. deserved, it has another layer of humor to it. Right. Could be self-deprecating, could be overbearing. That's got some potential. Uh, and How do we let them know about it? I guarantee you they considered that. I guarantee they... they uh, no, no. And, uh-uh. and also... if they did, they would have done it. No. Well, and also, I think John Oliver is so self-deprecating that the silence, I think, fits, well, fits him better. It's... The silence is funny, and the silence is the fifth choice. Right. If there's four buttons of laughter, the fifth one is no button at all. But then you're gonna and you're we, gonna you're gonna write into the script where he accidentally presses it at the wrong moment, where he says no, no. something like, uh, <laughs> "The coronavirus deaths have reached this level," and then he and then it's like, ha, 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 ha. And, and then uh, he whoops. And then he, and he's like, "Well, I'm sorry. I, like you have to play up the gag. I think in that situation. Um, personally, well, I. It's only a, it's only a thirty minute show. John Oliver's. An hour, I think, but no, it's not. It's thirty minutes. Well, what what ends up on YouTube is is thirty minutes, I think. No, the whole show is thirty minutes. Oh, okay, uh, the personally, I can no longer stand sitcoms with a laugh track. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The, the last, can. the last big one, and it's, I mean, and I don't mean laugh track. I mean studio audience, uh, because yeah. they and man, uh, I I learned they they did some. Um, there's a really interesting story about how uh, the laugh track was developed by in this one particular studio in Hollywood where they 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 recorded the laughter of, of some people and that 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 particular laughter has been replayed in so many so, so many times. I, I would get it. Yeah, right, right, right. yeah. but it's uh, so a like the uh, the Wilhelm scream. You familiar with that? What the the Wilhelm scream? There's Wilhelm a, scream. Scream. Yes. There's a. There's a there's a there's a particular audio clip of a guy going ah that is used in so many movies uh, as what somebody falling off a cliff as everything yes uh, it's uh-huh. it's all it's all over Star Wars it, you know when someone gets shot it's 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 just all over Hollywood that type, uh, that but, type there, but there's this one particular uh, scream that is has become super famous um, anyway uh, that's yeah I can no longer stand 
where I'm watching something on, on TV and I'm hearing a crowd laughing. Like I get that, that that was important from the previous generation of where you were used to going to a theater and seeing stuff happen on stage. And that's, you know, vaudeville, I mean, even after vaudeville, that energy from the crowd uh, was, yeah. was important, but man, uh, like the last, the last, um, like I, I couldn't, I had to stop watching big bang theory because big bang theory was the last, uh, real track, sitcom that have, and it's not laugh tracks. It's, it's a studio audience, but, studio audience, but, but it's, it, it's just, it's just like, really, you know, somebody says something and too, sh- too much, laughing. but you know, that's the way TV used to be. But anyway, that's a, a side rant of mine. So the uh, Denzel Washington movie that you sent me, yes. which I haven't seen, I thought at first I had seen it because there is a Denzel Washington movie that I think we've talked about where he is working with a team of people who evidently have found a way to find a wrinkle in time, and he's able then to see on a screen the what happens, what happened earlier and insert himself into the past, which is actually... Yeah, crazily, the the the, the current of a, another dimension. That's a Denzel White. That's what I thought you sent me, and it's not. And I can't wait to see Fallen. You were you were to referring see. to a movie called Deja Vu, which I also love. Yes, uh, yes. What a I thought clever fucking title. And like now, I want to watch that again. Fallen. I have a pretty solid memory of, and it's the movie when I when I think of Fallen, the movie that's most uh, is a mentally adjacent to that is the movie seven. You, you oh God. One? Yes, exactly. Ah, yes. Just, so that, that's, just, that, I can't, I can't, I wouldn't imagine a movie that had more of an emotional jolt. That's, that's the level it. of mind fuckery that's going that's on. Seven. Yes. That, that is a mind fuck. Yes. An absolute mind fuck. And oh, that, that level of, my God. of, uh, of an, of such, such a clever evil, uh, that the, the hero is fighting evil. Uh, is evil. Um, evil. Is, so, and, so. and similar, similar, I think in some respects, but much, much more uh, nuanced and uh, imagined than Silence of the Lambs, but still a characterization of an evil person that is so evil yeah. that it absolutely blows your fucking mind because not only is it uh, you know, you know, frightening, horrific. Right. But it's also believable that in the human race, such people exist. Yes, exactly. The, the, it's it's an existential. It's a tug on your existential belief that the depravity of the human spirit can reach dimensions that are unspeakable, unspeakable to the pits of hell, to the tar of the deepest pits of hell. Are we able to imagine? Our, our our fellow citizens to be able to live out. It's it's stunning. It's, it's, hug on it's striking. Wow, that was a brilliant sentence. Um, well done. <laughs> the uh... whatever whatever the fuck I just said. Yes. The, uh... <laughs> Maybe that's the subtitle for this one. Whatever the fuck I just said. That's that's the subtitle for all of our episodes, that. Dennis. That's. Uh... <laughs> Won't you come 
and Hold see me, darling. Won't you come and make my day? When you come and see me, darling, please just stay six feet away. Hey, the song needs to include the fact that the that the singer uh, needs glasses to see that far away. And 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 so and so it's like, hey, 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 John, hey darling, walk, is, is that you or is that or is that your? As you walk, you come and focus. And I know somehow it's you. Don't step within my line of vision. It could be the end of me and you. COVID-19 is upon us. Keep your distance, if you please. Bodo, oh, Bodo. Stay six feet away, my darling. So we can finally live at ease. Well Happy hour, my man. Speaking of speaking of applause, I wanted to mention, I don't know if I mentioned this before, uh, in Spain for the past three or four weeks, every single night at 8 p.m., everyone goes out on their balconies or opens their windows and we all clap to, to applaud for the, for the health and the first responder people. And, and then the, um, the, the police uh, off, will go around with their sirens on, uh, also sort of joining in on the applause. And then every, night. every single night, every single night at 8, 8 p.m. sharp. And, and then there are people that have better stereo systems than others uh, that will belt out uh, a sort of a playlist of, uh, of you know, uh, positive, yeah, let's, let's defeat this. Let's, uh, uh, let's win this battle wow. sort of songs. And it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of moving to, to all be locked in your cage and have a time when you can all come out and clap uh, and see everyone else around the entire town also out with their windows open clapping. It's um, it's That's a beautiful great. thing. That's great. So, well, listen, bro, keep safe, hunker down. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. We'll see you next week. I hope, uh, <laughs> love you, man. Be now. safe. <laughs> now we hope we'll see you next week at happy hour. Dot FM. But I'm bum bum. But I'm bum bum. Okay, that does it for episode number 55 of happyhour.fm. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 055. You can help us make this wonderful podcast by going to patreon.com slash happyhour. And please, everybody, stay indoors. Go out as little as possible. Don't be in contact with people. Stay six feet away, as Dennis sings. And we'll see you next week.